When I move to a new community, I go through different phases. And today I wanted to tell you about adapting to a new community. Let's go. Hey friend, my name is Sinchia and I'm the writer at SimplySinchia.com where we spread hope online one word at a time. I've been writing at SimplySinchia since 2003. And since 2003, I've moved a little bit, not as much as some people, but I did. So a little bit of my moving history, I am born, I was born and raised in Brazil. So I moved here from Brazil to go to college and I lived in Mississippi. I met the love of my life in Mississippi. And when I finished graduate school, we were engaged. So I found a job. I was blessed with a job in North Carolina. So I moved up there. And six months later, Zeke and I got married and we were in North Carolina together. After living in North Carolina for five years, we moved to the Houston area in Texas. And we stayed there, I can't remember, but it was quite a while. And we moved again six months ago. So I've learned quite a bit about moving, about transitioning. I know that when you move, you go through a transition phase you feel isolated, you go through an adaptation phase and also a discovery phase, okay? One of the best advices I've ever gotten about moving is that it takes around three months for you to kind of feel some kind of normal. And I've shared their advice with different friends. I have a friend who moved almost two years ago and she told me it took her around four months. So every time I move and every time I have a friend who moves, we keep counting to three months. We're like, three months, three months, three months. I want to feel normal. I want to feel better, you know, because it's pretty tough at first. It's not tough because you don't like where you are. It's not tough because you just are a bitter person. Moving hurts, like leaving where you were and your roots. For example, when we moved from North Carolina to Texas, I cried and I was so sad and I put a lot of value in friendships. So that was the thing that hurt the most was the friends that I lived, that I left behind. I thought about them and I called them every now and then and I called one of my mentors and she would ask me a question that has given me a lot of guidance when moving. She would ask, Sinch, are you making any friends? Every time we talked and I would tell her I'm trying. And then she told me, she says, you know, Cynthia, the Bible says he who shows himself friendly will have friends. And I did not know that was in the Bible. So I would tell myself, show yourself friendly, show yourself friendly. (laughs) And then I would try not to be weird, but make friends. So God bless me um, with all the friends that I made in the Houston area. (laughs) And then I had to say goodbye to all of them six months ago um, when we moved to East Texas. So uh, moving has not been easy. It is tough to go through that transition phase. It is painful. You feel very sad. And I know um, in the beginning of my transition here to East Texas, I felt sad quite a bit. And um, I would try to reach out to people. Sometimes I would just sit with my sadness because I wasn't sure if people wanted to hear about it all the time. I'm sure somebody would. Random people would text me and then I would say, you know, it's really tough, but here we are. And then like talking to friends would help out. 
sometimes, like I said, I would just sit with my sadness because at some point I feel like I have to feel my feelings. It makes me human. And, you know, those feelings would come and go, which was good. Um, I would pray sometimes. And in one of the times I felt like I should turn on some Christian music, you know, just to kind of change the atmosphere in my home. And that helped me a lot this time. And I had never really tried that before. Not that we don't listen to Christian music, but like on purpose, as in there's this heaviness and let me turn on the praises of God so that the heaviness can disappear. So that helped me out a lot. One day I was unboxing my house and I had been meaning to meet my neighbors. So I finally saw my neighbor outside. So I went to talk to her. And as you know, I'm an open book. So I was just giving her my little resume, you know, telling her I'm from Brazil. I lived here, I lived there. And then I told her, I looked at her and I said, she's a lady in her seventies. So I told her, I said, you know, I'm really sad. I miss my home. I miss my friends. So she said to me, that's understandable. You moved around quite a bit. And that neighbor had been in the house for 40 years, you know? So it was interesting for me to think, wow, she hasn't moved as much as I have, but she was very understanding. Like she never told me, don't be sad. She never told me, um, you're here now, be happy. But she was just like, you're, she understood. So to me, that was, that was a gift. Um, so anyway, moving is, is tough, you know, so you, you feel sad feelings, but don't be scared by them. They're pretty normal. And at some point you're going to adapt, which is, uh, one of the things that I used to, to think every time I move to a new place, just like at some point we're going to adapt to where we are. Um, I learned a lot about making friends when, uh, moving to a new place and I wanted to share with you um, how I grew roots in the places where I moved and I am in the process of doing that right now because we've only been here for six months but number one you have to stay positive Um, you have to stay positive because it is going to be discouraging at times every time I move without fail I will try to be friends with somebody and I will say something like, Hey, let's go out for lunch. And I know if you're listening to this, uh, in real time, you're probably thinking, Cynthia, don't invite people out for lunch. It's COVID-19. So I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about like before all of this was a, a, an issue. So without fail, I will invite people to go out for lunch and they'll tell me no. So it can be very discouraging, but you have to stay positive. You have to try to stay connected with the friends that you do have and stay positive. Actively look for friends who know what friendship is like. That's another thing that I never wrote about, but it makes a difference. You will find friends, right? You find all kinds of people. One of my mentors, her prayer before I left Houston was that God would give me some good friends that would be good influences. Because, you know, there's all kinds of people everywhere. So you have to find good friends that will be a good influence for your life. And it's nice to find friends who know what being a true friend means. And I'm going to bring up one of the friends that I made in Houston. 
Um, the first time that I met this friend, thankfully she didn't say no when I said, let's go out for dinner, right? And she could have said no, but she said yes, so I'm very thankful. So during that first meeting, we were just talking and she was giving me what I call her friendship resume and I didn't ask for. You know, how you're just trying to get to know somebody and they speak about their, about their families and about their friends. So I looked at that woman and I said, this person's a good friend. I am so blessed to be here and I hope that this friendship flourishes. And he did, right? And I am so grateful to have her in my life and I'm praying that we will continue to grow to be friends despite the distance. One thing that I learned to do is not to get lazy and think I already have good friends. I don't need any more. While I love the friends that I left in North Carolina and in Houston, they're not here. I need to see someone. I need to hear somebody's voice next to me without looking at a screen. Sometimes I need somebody to hold my hand. Sometimes I need to give somebody a hug when it's not COVID-19, obviously. But you see what I mean? It's just like we need people in flesh and blood. So don't get lazy. Like keep your friendships, but you have to have people here. And God is good enough to uh, facilitate uh, those people to come and walk into your life. Okay, so um, it's very wise to pray for friends. And that is something that I do. And it works, I'm telling you. So I'm still praying and I am uh, staying positive and actively looking for friends. I cannot remember where I wrote this, but I know I have written even like about some places where you can, like some tips on how, like places where you can find friends. So I would link, but I don't remember where it is. Um, but I know like if you have a hobby, like you'll most likely find you know, some friends and mentors there. I think it was like a post about mentors. Can't remember. But anyway, let's keep uh, moving along with the things that I do know that I wrote. So number one, stay positive. Number two, overlook the no. Wow. <laughs> Again, I can begin to tell you how many no's I received with, um, with my invitations to hang out. I'm not bitter about it because I actually understand the no's that I've gotten. There was a person that I highly admired, but she was very, very busy. And um, she was sacrificing a lot of her time in order to reach a goal. So when I came as a little stay-at-home mom and I said, hey, let's go out for lunch, she said, no, thank you, I can't, because she was trying to reach her goal. So I actually admired that person. Other people, I think they were just like, nah, no big deal. So, and I don't, don't have you know, uh, bad feelings about that either, but you had to overlook that and you have to understand that for each no, God has a greater yes. And we have to actively look for friends. We can't wait until they fall from heaven. Okay. We have to actively do that. Um, and eventually you will find strong connections. Okay. You may find a pool of friends or you may find a friend or two. When I go to a new community, I always pray for friends, um, I always pray for mentors. And um, one testimony that I have is that when I went to Houston, I was a young mom, my babies were two and one, and I quickly became pregnant with my third one. So God um, gave me 
one of a, a, a friend that I treasure so, so much in the public library. That's how we found each other. And then after that, God led me to Mothers of Preschoolers, and I found some amazing friends there. I was also I connected with a local group of bloggers, with my beloved women's Bible study, and then with the running community. So I found strong connections. And then like when you, when I started working, like I met even more people. So like my, my connections became very strong, but it was because I remained positive. I felt my feelings. It was difficult, you know, but I remained positive. I've overlooked to know. And then, um, I found those strong connections. I believe the same thing happened for you as well. So if you are moving or if you are in that place where you um, are going through transition, I feel your heart. I feel the pain. I've been there. I'm still there a little bit because in this case, we uh, were new in this community. I feel like we're still kind of new because it's only been six months. But I was counting down to three months and then I'm like, all right, three months is here. And then um, I took a little break, you know, spring break, and then you come back to the country and then it's just like, wow, the world is a little different. So in a way, I feel like I regressed a little bit because I keep wondering, am I going to have to re-meet people? Um, In a way, yes. In a way, no, because the people that I met before, I'm trying to stay in touch with them. And I met my neighbors. Like, um, I don't know if, if this is your first podcast, you don't know this, but I moved twice and I've only been here for six months. So we're in a new neighborhood. So um, we met our next door neighbor, which is a lovely, lovely uh, family. So I'm thankful for that. So we're still very much in the process of growing roots, meeting people, making friends, and then maintaining the friendships that we made before we were uh, socially distant. Remember, it is possible to be socially distant, but very, very close in the heart. We can call people. We can speak with them through the magic of uh, the digital world. We can write letters. I've been writing letters to my friends. We can encourage each other during distance. And when we get back together, we can be friends and we can um, continue to encourage each other. So I want to encourage you with those words, and I hope that you get in touch with me. If you have any comments, any questions, you can email me at simplesanctia at gmail.com. I would love for you to join my newsletter. It is so easy. All you have to do is go to simplesanctia.com, look in the right column, and add your email. I send you inspirational content. I don't spam you, and I don't sell you anything because I'm your friend, and that's what I do. I am here to remind you that there is hope. Keep your head up. See you next time. Bye.